worry stops where faith begins. But I came across that quote years ago when my sister passed away. And I had to stop worrying about my next steps because she was such a mentor to me. And when I started to walk in faith and not worry, that really helped me with my next steps and my confidence in being courageous. Welcome to the Health Science Coach Podcast. My name is Drew Garner, and I'm a health science and physical education teacher. This is a podcast to help students, parents, and recent graduates learn about pathways into healthcare and sports medicine careers. These industry professionals lay out how their experiences have helped them get to where they are now. If you enjoy this content, please subscribe to the channel or download through your podcast player. Thanks again for spending some time with us today. Now let's dig in. Today we get the pleasure of meeting with Brittany Jenkins. She is a certified health education specialist and public health consultant. Brittany, welcome. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on and spending some time with us about what you do for public health. Yes, no problem, no problem. Can you give us a little detail about your career and what you do as a health education specialist? Yes, of course. So I am a public health consultant and I help nonprofits and for-profits develop innovative community outreach strategies that increase awareness of their program, increase engagements, and also leads to financial opportunities like grants. Um, I also run a four-week public health mentor program, and that's for individuals who are current or aspiring public health professionals that are looking to accelerate in the field. Okay, that's pretty cool. And you recently just started your own company, full-time Jenkins Public Health Consulting. Mm -hmm. uh, what does kind of a, a day in the life or a week in the life look like? Yeah, so I've been running this or, uh, this company since 2018, um, but a day in the life is working with companies, nonprofits, and for-profits, and doing a strategy session. And that's when we look, we audit their program. We look at the challenges they're facing, the opportunities that may arise for them, and then we create a outreach plan. Um, we also do a communications calendar for them to um, work with their communications outreach strategy and so many other things. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, and so you studied your undergraduate at Ball State University and you have your bachelor's mm -hmm. in public health and science and interpersonal relations. Um, how did you choose Ball State and what did that program kind of look like for you? Yes. Yeah, so... Upon graduating high school, I actually went to Indiana State University uh, first, um, but there I was pursuing nursing and their nursing program has some challenges. So I transferred to Ball State University um, and at Ball State University, I also was pursuing nursing. And during my internships, I realized I wanted to help patients that were actually that were sick, but helping them prevent their sickness and diseases and injuries. Uh, because once I was in the hospital, it was just so emotional for me. And I knew there was something bigger to do to prevent these injuries and diseases. So that's when I looked into Ball State's uh, public health program, um, health education and promotion program. And it was just really something that spoke to my heart as an individual when it comes to, you know, changing lives, helping individuals and connecting individuals to resources. So that's what led me to public health. And I had some amazing professors at Ball State University that I am still talking to to this day through awesome. LinkedIn. Um, and they really encouraged me to really go down this field. Uh, this this line of work for sure. Yeah. So as far as public health, um, what does like just as for public health, you know, you're saying you you connect people with programs and, and mm -hmm. sources. Um, what is the like kind of just a big picture of what public health is? Yeah. So 
We are primary and secondary prevention. So that means we're doing education and then sometimes there's some vaccines in there, right? Uh, so we're educating people about preventing diseases, preventing injuries, you know, how to keep your health um, up to par. I'm really focused on chronic disease and injury prevention. So we're doing smoking cessation programs. We're doing uh, different type of uh, nutrition programs, cardiovascular health, et cetera. We're doing all of those things. Right. And then also there's some initiatives on uh, testing your A1C levels. Again, giving some types of vaccines, like talking about flu, the flu vaccine, um, et cetera. Yeah. So you have some certifications for certified health education specialists. Mm -hmm. um, what does the testing look like for that? And is that something that is a part of the uh, college uh, curriculum or is that something that you do after uh, your degree? Okay. Yeah, so it is something that you do on your own after college. You can actually take it during, uh, I think, your senior year of college and you right. get a discount on the exam, which it's a $300 exam depending on when you register. So I highly encourage people who are the last year of uh, college to take the Certified Health Education Specialist exam by NCHEC. Um, and that exam really helps you stand out as the ideal candidate when you're applying to a public health position. Um, there's a lot of, you know, misconceptions on if it's necessary, or if it's not. And I think it is. I really think that helps you stand out and it gives you a unique perspective or a unique opportunity to negotiate your salary. Um, there are classes that are that you take in your undergrad program that helps you prepare for that exam. But there's also additional educational materials that you can purchase through NCHEC, the National Commission for Health Education Credentialing, um, for you to take that exam. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> And you're also uh, from University of Central Florida, have your diversity and equality inclusion for the workspace certificate. Um, what does that kind of help allow you to do as far as uh, work related with public health? Yeah, that was an amazing opportunity. I believe it was like 12 weeks um, online and they offered that to like the first 1000 people in the United States. And one of my old mentees who were part of my public health mentor program, she sent me that opportunity and I signed up right away. Um, and that was amazing for me to experience because it talked about a lot of the biases and stereotypes that we have um, that could be preventing people from the help that they need or serving your team as a leader effectively. Um, so that really, really helped me to learn more about diversity, equity, inclusion, and how I myself could really do better as a leader, as a friend, as a family member. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. So, I mean, especially with working in the public health, you work with all different types of people in the communities yeah. that you're in. And so being able to understand the, the different aspects of what they're going through is probably pretty yeah. important. Exactly, yes. We can't assume their needs. I think that's a big challenge with public health programs. Right. Uh, we're working towards doing better with not assuming or generalizing the needs of that population, but really having those community members at the table to help us assess and develop those programs and also help us with the outcomes of that program to the evaluation stage. Okay. Um, so when you got out of college, you did an internship for the Delaware County Public Health Department in uh, yeah. Indiana. Um, what was that uh, kind of experience like and what did you learn that you were able to take with you to your next job? Yeah, so the Delaware County Health Department is in Muncie, Indiana, um, and I did that during my senior year at Ball State University, and it was a life-changing experience. I had a great leader at the health department who helped me accelerate and understand the importance of all the different topics in public health from a health department perspective. They were a very small health department, but they did so much 
one of the things that I did for them was created um, a monthly newsletter, a monthly health and wellness newsletter that went out to over 300 uh, county health employees. And I also did lunch and learns. And I really love to do those. Um, so we talked about um, recycling and why it's important. And I also did uh, pool inspections. I did housing inspections. Um, okay. I learned about so many different aspects of public health. It was a great experience. Yeah, that's pretty cool to be able to have that experience while you're you're in college and and building your resume towards your first job out of college um, yes. at the Marin County Public Health Department in Indianapolis. Yes. What did you do while you were there? Yeah, so my first job out of college with the Marion County Public Health Department in Indianapolis, Indiana, I was an environmental health specialist. So that was a, you know, a really nice word for a pool inspector. And I actually had a great time. That was probably one of the funnest jobs I've had. Um, and so we would test the water quality of pools that were public and private pools. So maybe your LA Fitness or your YMCA or other community center pools. And we would submit it to the lab to make sure that it was quality water and that also, those people who were running those pools were running it properly, proper chemicals to keep it clean and healthy for people to use. I also did some more water quality things by testing our lakes and our rivers, uh, doing macroinvertebrate um, collection to make sure that our waters were healthy and drinkable, et cetera. That's pretty cool. Uh, did that, got your experience in, in the, the fancy word for pool cleaner and inspector. Um, and were, you were able to move on and uh, within the same company as a community health screener, and you were able to do that for eight months. Um, mm -hmm. What did you do as a, a community health screener, and what all does that entail? Yeah, so I entered that organization the first opportunity I got, and then I was able to accelerate to a new position that was actually included benefits, so that was great. Um, as a community health screener, we did vision and hearing screenings for children first grade to 12th grade, and we would make sure that they could hear and identify any vision or hearing problems, which there were, and we would send um, references or um, referrals to the parents to see a doctor for their child's uh, vision or hearing difficulties. Um, so we did that, and we did provide education to staff on the importance and parents. So that was a great opportunity. Yeah, that's pretty cool to, to, and was that in the school systems or was that somewhere at the different locations? Yeah, so we tested all the schools in Marion County. Um, I believe that's a law that uh, all the schools, uh, first to 12th grade students have to be tested unless the parents choose to opt out. Um, most parents did not uh, because there was a lot of kids that we did, I wouldn't say a lot, but there was kids that we did identify as having vision and hearing challenges. Mm -hmm. And that really helped the teacher understand, okay, that's why the student isn't really participating or really right. isn't able to have the good grades. And now that they have identified that, those students' grades probably uh, will increase and um, improve. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then you moved on to the chronic disease health educator and communication specialist. Mm -hmm. um, what all does, I mean, I, I know the, the chronic diseases and we're learning about them in health class currently. So that's pretty yeah. exciting to talk about with uh, freshmen in high school. Um, what, as a communication specialist and chronic disease health educator for them, what were you able to accomplish uh, as far as programs wise? Yeah, so as a chronic disease health educator and then the communications uh, specialist was a separate piece of that position, yeah. so much fun. Um, as a chronic disease health educator, I really helped that department with most of their, if not all, their chronic disease programs, uh, such as the cardiovascular health, tobacco cessation, 
um, nutrition, physical activity, and sodium reduction. Uh, so with the tobacco cessation, I was actually the chair of Smoke-Free Indy, woo -woo. Um, and that was an amazing opportunity to educate Marion County and the surrounding cities about tobacco cessation, secondhand smoke, thirdhand smoke, implement tobacco and smoke-free policies for schools and campuses in that county and surrounding counties, um, and just really do initiatives. So we partnered with Truth Initiative, and we did some campaigns with them, which was really awesome. Um, as the communication strategist or uh, communications individual for that position, I helped the actual organization, Marion County Health Department, uh, gather different media information from those different programs to put out in the community. So we did different media releases about chronic disease. Um, I also handled our social media and also wrote like letters to the editor. So it was a lot of those different pieces that tied into that communications role. Um, and then you, we kind of talked about before we started recording, but you, you moved down to uh, uh, Nashville. Yeah, okay, Nashville first. <laughs> and took a job at Vanderbilt University as the director of communication or community outreach at the uh, medical center there at the university. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of going along that path, how did you choose to, to kind of look and apply at a, a university job? Uh, mm -hmm the community jobs that you had been doing? Yeah, so I want to clarify too, Vanderbilt University and their medical center, they split in 2019. So I worked for the medical center, uh, not the university side. Okay. Right. But they, did, they were once uh, together. Um, but applying to the medical center, that job actually spoke out to me in a way that I was thinking I wasn't good enough for that position. I almost did not apply. And I believe they call that imposter syndrome. Um, so you know what, I, I just thought about it. I looked at the, the description and the requirements and I applied for it. Seven days later, I got the interview and seven more days later, I got the job. Um, and that communications, the community outreach position really spoke to me as an individual because I really love connecting people to resources. Um, but that position mainly was, I would call it grant writing and development. Um, I wrote Hold on. I got a class coming through the hallway. No problem. And I can restart that answer. Yeah, we'll, I'll restart the, the question on that for you. Okay. There being freshman, PE freshman. No problem. Have you ever heard of the program called Descript? Uh-uh. I just started using it and it's a very easy program to edit your videos and also transcribe the information. It transcribes it for you. Yeah, it's really cool. I'll put it in the chat. Perfect. Yeah, I use um, Adobe Premiere Pro, I think. Mm -hmm. Just from the school. We used to have Apple. Uh, oh, they left the door open. Hold on real quick. No problem. It's a security door, so it beeps if it stays open. No problem at all. <laughs> oh, fun, fun, working at the high school today. It's that you can definitely tell it's the end of the year. All the kids are 
going crazy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I remember those days. Oh, all right, so we'll just start over at the at the director of community outreach. Okay. Um, so then in 2019, you took a job at, as the director of community outreach at Vanderbilt University Medical Center. Um, mm -hmm. How did you kind of pick to apply for a job at a medical center when you had been working at uh, community jobs as a different kind of a role for you? Yeah, um, I actually just came across it on Indeed. And um, the funny thing is I honestly hadn't even heard of Vanderbilt University um, prior to my time in Tennessee, which was pretty funny. Um, but I, I looked at that job description and it really spoke to me as an individual and what I wanted to do when it came to connecting individuals to resources. Um, but I would consider that position more like grant writing and development uh, because I wrote about 18 grants a year. And I also oversaw contracts and did some uh, poison prevention um, presentations statewide. Okay. So it was a lot more of that. And I found it to be really rewarding, um, understanding the ins and outs of grant writing. And I did some grant writing for uh, other organizations in the past years as well. So I knew some techniques on how to, you know, accelerate with the grant writings and contract management. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So um, you were the liaison for, I think, what, 95 different counties in Tennessee mm -hmm. and uh, that big population. How were you able to um, take what the medical center there had to offer and, and share that information with everybody that uh, could use it and benefit from it? Yeah, so it took a lot of effort because I was a single person doing that for the entire state for that program. Um, right. But really utilized our partnership with the University of Tennessee Extension Educators. And there's an educator in all 95 counties. So when there was a presentation across the state where I couldn't happen to travel to, I would uh, connect with that educator and they would provide that uh, presentation. Uh, also, we would uh, mail resources statewide. And that includes poison prevention information, stickers, magnets, other resources that are essential for families to prevent poisonings like cabinet locks. Right. Yeah. And, and getting that, I, I mean, but my kids just had their birthdays recently and they're eight and five, but I remember being a new parent and not really knowing uh, exactly what to do as far as how yeah. to prevent them from doing all that kind of stuff. So that's, that's really important <laughs> as far as the, the poison control and getting those doors locked. Yes. Yes. Um, and so then, uh, with Jenkins Public Health Consulting, you know, you're doing that full time now. Um, mm -hmm. Like we said, you started back in, in 2018. Um, what are the things that you offer for, for your clients or who are you kind of targeting as a, uh, a potential customer? Yeah, so I'm targeting nonprofits and for profits with a chronic disease, injury prevention or wellness program. Um, I'm also really wanting to work with those who um, the HR system within an organization for employee wellness, how to get those employees more involved, how to do um, engaging wellness programs with engaging or, you know, incentives that really get them to participate. Um, I'm also doing trainings on professional development, coalition building and outreach strategies. I believe it's so, so important for nonprofits to have a coalition and uh, to bring together different organizations to help them implement their program goals. And so I do trainings on that and also professional advancement for those who are current or aspiring public health professionals. So I do that for schools, colleges, high schools, um, any students or uh, class that are promoting students to get in the field of public health. Okay, yeah, that's pretty interesting as far, I mean, 
you know, like a healthcare careers class, like this is being shown mm -hmm. for my school um, and other kids that are interested in, you know, getting into public health or getting into <clears throat> a healthcare career job. Um, mm -hmm. There's some of the things that they can kind of be focusing on as far as uh, high school students. We're going to just kind of jump a little bit and mm -hmm. the, some advice for that age group. Um, if you think that uh, somebody that thinks that they're interested in becoming a public health, what is something as a high school student they can kind of be targeting or looking at doing to to get involved in, in learning more about public health and what they could be doing to make sure that's a career path for them? Yes. And you said a key word to make sure that's the career path for them. A lot of times people think that's something they want to do and then they'll go from high school to their Ph.D. and they realize, oh, now that I'm in the field, I don't really want to do this. So I think it's really important to do a lot of job shadowing. You can do that at your hospital, your local hospital, a health department in your local area, and they're happy to have someone on their team who's going to help them with some of their tasks. Um, also, I would say to volunteer. Volunteer in the areas that is directly related to what you want to do, and that's public health or health care. And I would say doing that at the American Red Cross, a food shelter, a, um, um, a women's shelter. Look up those different uh, locations and resources in your area and see if that's something that you want to do and how that aligns with your long-term goal, which would be public health and health care. Um, also, I would say just network. You want to make sure that you're connecting with people who are already in the field or there's something, someone your parents know, whether it's your church leader, um, et cetera. What really got me into public health is the, um, at the time, he wasn't a pastor, but currently he's a pastor. His wife was a pediatric nurse or a doctor, and she let me job shadow her while I was in high school. And I was able to look at those pediatric babies, and she talked about their, their care and everything, and that really got me interested in the field of healthcare. Right. And then going forward, we, I went to Indiana State, Ball State, went through the whole career um, career. <laughs> and so now this is where I am when it comes to uh, really wanting to make impact in the community. So definitely job shadow for sure. Um, so then jump forward a couple of years, someone, uh, let's look at it like a sophomore junior in college that uh, decides public health is the right career path for them. They've done the job shadowing, they're taking the classes, they're enrolled in the college. Um, mm -hmm. What advice would you have for them as far as uh, experiences to look for or maybe part-time jobs that, that would be beneficial mm -hmm. for them? Yes, I would say number one, everything needs to align with your end goal, with that job that you want to work with. You might not know the exact position, but it should align with public health. Like being an accountant, but you want to work in public health, those don't align. So making sure any job you work in, whether it's part-time, full-time, or free, um, it should align with public health or health care. Um, I would also say doing an internship is very important because that's a, a three to four month requirement or longer, depending on their requirements. That really gives you an in-depth experience on what public health is. And it gives you some even um, skills and competencies that you learn to help you get that job position after college. Um, and again, like I mentioned before, networking is number one. A lot of the people that I met helped me get into the doors of where I am today as a uh, business owner and the director level position that I had in the past. Right. Yeah. Um, so then somebody that is, you know, getting ready to graduate, maybe they're getting their <clears throat> undergraduate or their master's in a, in a public health type of related field. Um, mm -hmm. 
they're looking for a job. You know, they're they're getting ready to apply for jobs. They're they're three to six months out from graduating. They're getting kind of antsy, ready to start their career future. Um, as far as uh, applying for jobs, resumes, that kind of stuff, what advice would you have for them to kind of hone in and focus on um, mm-hmm. for a job in the in that sector? Yeah, so I would say definitely make sure that you're applying prior to graduation, whether it's three or six months out, uh, apply to jobs that interest you because I know that you can get hired prior to graduation because I was one of those individuals. Um, so I would make sure that you have a results-driven resume or CV, uh, it's a curriculum vitae. And the difference between a resume and a curriculum vitae is a curriculum vitae is more than two pages long and it's a historical view of your experience in the field. And that's whether it's paid or unpaid experience. It includes any programs or affiliations that you're a part of, like a coalition, um, anything like that, any projects that you've done, et cetera. Um, So I would make sure you have that results-driven CV. Also make sure that you have that job description aligns with your resume. So you have those keywords on your resume. And then just apply. Even if you don't feel like you qualify for that position, even if it's asking for three to five years of experience, apply. You may not know how much your resume stands out to that hiring manager. Yeah, I like that a lot. I think that, you know, your experiences as you build them through high school, college, and and then continuing on to your first job. I mean, that is, could be four or five years of experience right there with all Mm -hmm. the volunteer work that you've done and part of all the other programs. Um, Now, jump forward a little bit about a year past there. uh, Advice for a person that is three to six months into their first job uh, in health. So, you know, they're, they're learning all the policies and procedures of the company uh what advice would you have for them as far as things to kind of focus in on or or people to to look up to yes so i would make sure that you know what the expectations are in your position within the first 90 days like have a clear understanding with your boss immediate supervisor of what they expect from you within the first 90 days okay so are there any big projects or metrics that you need to meet because if you're not clear on those things, it could lead to like a bad um, annual performance review. So we don't want that, right? We want to make sure that we're in line with what they hired us to do. And if it's not clear to you, continue to ask for clarification because that should be clear to them to give to you. Um, I will ask, you know, about any challenges or go to your supervisor about any challenges where you're not understanding something or you're not really catching on to their program requirements. And that's okay. It's rather to ask for help than to, you know, mess up and then try to fix it later. Yeah. Um, so then a part of uh, your consulting business, some of the things I was able to find on your website um, as examples of what you're able to do, you know, you talked about your mentorship program mm-hmm. a little bit. Can you talk to us a little bit more about uh, what that looks like and how long it is and, and what you kind of do as a part of that program? Yes, so that program is like a subset of Jenkins Public Health Consulting, and I get so excited about it because I wish I had a mentor like me when I was in high school. Maybe I'm hyping myself up, but I really think I provide a ton of resources to individuals who are current or aspiring public health professionals. So we spend four weeks going over public health topics, 16 plus public health topics, covering career advancement, um, professional development, et cetera. I provide worksheets and checklists, et cetera, for them to really understand what their short-term goals are, long-term goals, and how your actions 
now lead you to those things. Right. Um, so we're talking about CV and resume, uh, a results-driven CV and resume, standing out as the ideal candidate. Um, let me see. Can't even think of all the topics off the top of my head. 16 yeah. public health topics. And yeah. I think it's just really helps them to become the person that they want to be in the field of public health. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then as far as some of the, the strategy sessions and six, uh, community outreach, uh, workshops and trainings, uh, and also mm -hmm. grant support and proof and editing. Um, mm -hmm. So kind of just really working with the, those clients and, and helping them uh, with their company and, and build it to where it'll be a successful program. Yes, yes, that's just so important to me. Um, if you read my about page, my grandparents really introduced me to helping people, number one. It wasn't necessarily public health, but it was really to help people and giving back. And I think number one is where, you know, making sure that when you're at organization at community outreach events or health fairs, not just sitting at the table and expecting people to come up to you, <clears throat> but getting from behind the table and engaging with those individuals, making sure they really understand what hypertension is, making sure they really understand how to access your resources after they leave, right? We can't assume everyone has a telephone or transportation or even some proper or clear English or understand English. So we need to be that intentional resource that connects them to that, your program. And those are some of the things that I do. Um, with grant writing, I love grant writing. I've been a grant writer for probably 10 years now. Um, and I, I really prefer to help people get that application where it needs to be, meet the requirements of that grant funder, and stand out every single time. And even when you have the best grant application, sometimes they, their priorities are what they are. But commit, uh, submitting a great one every time is just so important, and they'll think about you afterwards. Yeah, I, I really think it's really important to, to make sure that yours is, is written right and, and mm -hmm. in the place to be able to, to stand out and get remembered for future yeah. grants as well. And that you're meeting the, the requirements that they ask of you. There's nothing you can skip in a grant application because that knocks you out of the the, the running. <laughs> yeah. um, so as, as far as a like a, a perfect client or a perfect company that you would want to work for, what does that or to bring in and consult for? What does that kind of look like as far as uh, a, a new client coming in and working with you? Yeah. So when a new client comes in and works with me. I like to get all their information about the organization, all their information about what their outcomes and their goals are for their program. What are their challenges? And why do you feel like I can be helpful to your organization? What about me or my business services has stand, stood out to you to reach out to me for help? So really outlining those key pieces to understand what their goals are and how I can help them reach them. And then the strategy session is what we do, which is so key. Uh, because I need to look at everything and see what your challenges are when it comes to connecting with your target audience. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, so then uh, we kind of talked about misconceptions about public health a little bit earlier, but um, as far as misconceptions with working with a consultant, what have you kind of seen uh, so far as uh, companies, you know, what do they, they think of a consultant would do for them or, or misconceptions they might have about what you provide? Yeah, so I would think that I haven't come across those misconceptions from a company standpoint, but I think sometimes people expect you to have the answer for them. And it's really, we need to come to, uh, to an answer together, right? I can't pick up the CDC and say, hey, I know the answer to all your challenges. We need to have an in-depth uh, discussion 
about what your challenges are and how we can achieve the goal that you have in mind. Um, so really working together to uh, overcome those challenges. Uh, I would say outside public view of a consultant is that you have to have all 95 degrees <laughs> certifications to be a consultant. And I think it's more so about your experience in the field and definitely having some certifications and degrees behind your name. But um, to be honest, I, I believe I have a lot more experience than some people with the MPH and that's okay. It's more so how can you provide this goal or help, help me achieve this goal and uh, get me to where I wanna be when it comes to the organization's success. Right, yeah, I think that's, that's really important also. Um, as far as uh, you kind of mentioned the CDC there, and I know that they kind of set the industry trends or, or the, the leading experts, yeah, yeah. I guess, if you will. Um, what have we, I mean, past COVID in the last two years, what have we kind of seen as far as industry trends uh, from public health? Well, yeah, the industry trend is COVID-19, um, really getting people vaccinated and educated about that. That isn't really my forte. Um, I know chronic disease is a indicator or underlying uh, issue with those who died or had complications to COVID-19. So I really stay in my field when it comes to educating people. Um, but the trend really has been that COVID-19 education and uh, getting people vaccinated nationwide. I feel like, I've, and I've talked to some other people, but I feel like mental health is also another big uh, oh, yeah. trend right now. Uh, yes, as far totally. Health. Totally, yes. Um, and so you kind of talked about industry or uh, professional development also. Um, what are some of the professional development things that you like to learn about and uh, to, to do as far as keeping up with your credentials and license? Yeah, so I always try to do what I can to network. And like I said, joining professional organizations like the uh, NSOFI or SOFI, um, also coalitions, any coalition that speaks to your long-term goal in your community or a national coalition, that's super important so that you can network for opportunities that might be outside your state, right? Who's to say that you want to stay in your hometown and work? There might be opportunities across the, the country or globe. Um, also joining professional memberships, right? And that also helps you stand out as the ideal candidate during your interview process. Um, so, so far professionally, you know, you've been in this industry a while now, uh, what are you mm -hmm. kind of most proud of being able to achieve? I'm sorry, you kind of broke up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, just said, what are you kind of most proud of being able to achieve so far, uh, you know, working in this industry for over six, seven years? Yes. So I'm most proud of really just meeting people all over the country. Um, from me and my husband moving from Indianapolis, Indiana to now Birmingham, uh, Alabama. Right. And also my mentor program reaches people from all over the country. I've served people in West Virginia, California, Arizona, Ohio, uh, and so much more. Uh, so it's been a pleasure to really connect with different people with different needs and views. And um, that led me to opportunities, right? My mentees also teach me things as well. Um, so that's really been the biggest highlight of my career thus far. That's pretty cool. Um, so the flip side of that is 10 years from now, you know, setting career goals and looking at what you want to be able to achieve down the road. Where do you kind of see yourself professionally uh, 10 years from now? 10 years. 10 years from now, I see myself having some staff members, um, also having some interns, having my 
an, a, a separate office space, so I don't hear a four-month-old baby in the background sometimes. <laughs> um, so also working with those big organizations like the yeah. CDC or the FDA. Um, and really, honestly, I would love to crush working with local health departments. Those yeah. health departments have amazing, amazing life-changing resources for individuals that they, most people don't even know about, and they're all free. Um, so I really want to help health departments get their message out to people in their local area about the resources that are available to them free of charge. Absolutely. Um, as far as resources go, do you have any books that you might recommend to a high school or college age student that thinks they're interested in getting into public health? A public health focused book? Um, it doesn't even necessarily have to be public health focused, but one that you think would would kind of draw somebody uh, into that arena? I, the book I would say that I'm currently reading is Life is What You Make It by Peter Buffett. And it really talks about how we have to treat everyone the same, no matter if they have a lot of money or seemingly have a lot of money or not a lot. Um, so that's the book I'm currently reading. And it really has helped me understand, again, those kind of like biases and stereotypes in a different way um, and how we should be helping people no matter what feel very Yeah, I think that fits in really well with, with that public health and, and just the helping in general of, mm -hmm. of the community members and, and people that are, surround you. Um, so this is kind of a two-part question. It's if you dislike and if you like blank, then working in public health is not for you. Uh, and we're going to go with the if you dislike first. So if you dislike okay. blank, then working in public health is not the right career path for you. Okay, I would say if you dislike presentations or people, public right. health is not for you. Yeah, <laughs> kind of interesting. You know, a lot of the a lot of the people that I talk to is, is if you dislike people or being around people because communication has been played such a big role in a lot of uh, mm -hmm. healthcare careers and just being able yeah. to talk to somebody and, and give them the information and help them mm -hmm. with the issues that are going on. So I think that, that right. especially with public health, Exactly. Yeah. Um, and if you dislike blank, then public, or if you do like, sorry, if you do like blank, then working in public health is the right career path for you. If you do like creating initiatives or programs, public health programs, I think public health is for you. There are so many unique programs that you create, can create that are fun, engaging, interesting. Um, I think that will make public health for you like that. And then do you have a, a life quote or a mantra that you kind of like to work your life through? Yes. Yes. And I tell people this on a regular basis. Uh, worry stops where faith begins. But I came across that quote years ago when my sister passed away. And I had to stop worrying about my next steps because she was such a mentor to me. And when I started to walk in faith and not worry, that really helped me with my next steps and my confidence in being courageous. Yeah, I like that. I mean, by being able to focus on you and, and stay in the in your path uh, mm -hmm. and contribute, that's a good thing. Uh, a lot of people. Um, so if there's anybody that's interested in getting in contact with you, uh, do you have any social media channels or websites that you'd like to say so that people could uh, reach out to you? 
Yes, you broke up a little bit. So you might want to repeat that because I didn't, I heard, I know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is there, is there, if somebody's interested in getting in contact with you, is there any social media or website channels that they could, they could get to, to, to contact you about uh, your company? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Jenkins Public Health Consulting, you can Google that, or my website is www.jenkinsphc.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Jenkins underscore public health, and you can also follow me on LinkedIn, the Jenkins Public Health LinkedIn page. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for spending this time with us, teaching us about public health, and we really appreciate uh, what you do for your community and, and what you're able to knowledge to give to the, the future students. Yes, of course. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. If you've made it this far into the episode, I want to thank you again for watching. Please subscribe, share, and comment below with any questions or comments you may have. If you're interested in more information about other professions within healthcare careers, please visit healthsciencecoach.com and talk to your school counselor or academic advisor. As always, stay happy, healthy, and live life with passion.